Welcome to the From Corner to Corner podcast with your hosts, Sean Kuyper and Neil Payne. On this week's episode, the guys discuss their story about how the podcast came to be. Hey, everybody, this is Danny Saint. You're listening to the From Corner to Corner podcast, one of the best podcasts out there. And if you're not listening, you're missing out. Here comes the money. Here we go. Wait, here I go. At the door. I don't work here no more. <laughs> God, it's so bad. How do you get released from a company that your dad owns? You're not, and you're not even under contract. Like I told you all today, he got the the adoption papers ripped up. He's gone. <laughs> That's just what clickbait is. That's the definition of clickbait right there. A hundred percent. You give him the Royal Rumble, you let him produce it, it sucks. Uh, yeah, you don't work here yeah, anymore. Yeah, you but, sorry. But dad, I, like, yeah, I don't, don't call me dad anymore. <laughs> right, it's Vince. <laughs> call me Vince. That's call so, me Mr. McMahon. That's so bad. The fact that that is even trending on any social media today that Shane McMahon gets fired is so bad. It's pretty, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. So, how was your week? It was good. Yeah. Did you enjoy what uh, the Rumble? I did enjoy the Rumble. I'm, I think I'm in the minority because it seems like most of the people did not enjoy the Rumble. If you look at the talk going on, the chatter, the Rumble chatter isn't very uh, promising, isn't isn't very encouraging if for somebody who hasn't watched. I think all in all it was a good show. There's you know there, there's an argument that well. Ronda didn't have to win. Brock didn't have to win. If they were back full-time, they would have been uh, in the main event anyway. Uh, I disagree with that because if you have somebody else win, there's only two titles, two men's, two women's titles that they can challenge for. There's only two main event spots. And there's only one pay-per-view between now and Mania. Right. So could, could somebody else have won and we still got to the end result? Absolutely. But it makes most sense for Brock and Ronda to be the winner. Couple of things that I have noticed are Is this like, a missing the mark? No, no, okay. no, no. I'm just thinking the Roman Rollins match was fantastic. Fantastic. A lot of people do not get what transpired in that match. Those people are silly. And and I've seen it on the on the Twitter machine too. Mm-hmm. It, it's just they don't understand what transpired. And I guess they don't remember the double turn of Bret Hart and Stone Cold back then. Mm-hmm. What we saw was a solidification of Roman being the heel. The biggest heel in the business. And we got to, unless something's weird, we got we to gotta face change to, to Rollins. Has to be. Right? Because that's the only reason you do what you do did after the match and right. continue the beat down. And then my second thought coming out of the Rumble is, this is the best Brock Lesnar that we've ever gotten. Right. He's been around for 20 years. Right. And this is the best Brock Lesnar that we've ever gotten. I am a little cautious about Brock currently. 
And I'll tell you why. The reason is because I'm afraid he's getting ready to get to that shoved down our throat level. <laughs> well. And they're going to they're gonna ruin it. Like, the Brock we were getting up until this point, fantastic. Now it's getting, now it's teetering on, well, let's just shove Brock down your throat. Yeah. And if you remember, they've tried to do that with guys through overtime. Two that come to mind immediately, John Cena and Roman Reigns. And the fans turned on them instantly. We don't want the right. fans turning on Brock right now. Right. If they're not careful, the fans are going to turn on Brock. Right. And if Brock Lesnar walks out of the elimination chamber with that belt on, you're going to get that impression. Well, what about his promo where he said that WrestleMania was going to be a champions versus champions match? Yeah. And then he was announced for the for for the elimination chamber. Right. You don't think. Bobby Lashley loses that belt of the chamber. Am I correct? No, I I think he does. I'm just not convinced that it's. When Brock. did that change? I, I never said that I didn't think he was gonna. You know, no. You're gonna lie right here on our podcast. <laughs> no, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I never said that I didn't think he wasn't gonna lose it. Shot. When he was when you're he, a Christian. Whenever they said that he had to defend it in the chamber. I pretty much figured that he was going to lose it. I'm not convinced who wins it, but it's probably going to be Brock. I don't think that he makes I don't that think statement. Brock. You don't think that he made that statement? I mean, you know, I most can of the time when Brock says something, it comes true. <laughs> but the wild card, I can see Roman getting involved in the match. That's true. And costing Brock. Who, who comes out of that match? The champion. Who all's in it? I don't remember. AJ Styles, Rollins. I, it'll be AJ Styles or uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah. yeah. AJ was the last one to uh, qualify the other night. Yeah. So. As long as it's not Osmosis Jones. Yeah. He's he's terrible. Yeah. I know he looked good in the Rumble. But, but did he? I mean, I he, mean, he was in the Rumble with a bunch of guys that really, eh. But, so, but they made him look good. Yeah. He, he looked like a dominant force. Yeah. But Osmosis Jones doesn't have a career. No. No, probably not. What about our guest we have with us? Yeah. We've brought our technical advisor <laughs> in to the show. Yeah. Miss Katie herself. Yeah, she's uh, she's going to help us with some TikToks. Yeah. I just didn't want her to feel left out. Right. So, we've had a couple of people say that they miss our Missing the Mark segment. On our shows. Would you say that by not having them, we have perhaps missed the mark? Right. And, and we tried something different, right? We tried a week of missing the marks on TikTok. I think we got five likes out of all the videos. <laughs> and I'm not real sure what the... Like, I don't know if that wasn't something they were looking for. I don't know. So, do you have any missing the marks? Well, as a matter of fact, I do. Have missing the marks. My first missing the mark is going to be the way the WWE used veterans in the Women's Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. The only veteran that they brought back that was used appropriate, I guess it would be the right word. I guess maybe two. They used they used Mickey pretty well, mm-hmm. but had they not used Mickey that way, 
it would have caused all kinds of stink. That's true. Yeah, you because know, they are just now getting past her gear in a garbage bag. Right. And I think it was cool they let her come out to her Impact Music and carry her Impact title. I, I thought that was cool. I think those were two bargaining chips that she had. No doubt. Um, but I was still one of those things that, did they just tell her that to agree, and then right as she was getting ready to come out, be like, oh, yeah, by the way, you can't make that. And then you think about, like, what would have happened at that point if, if like, right as Mickey's getting ready to go out, John Laurinaitis says, people power, and says, by the way, you can't take that out. She probably wouldn't have come. Right. And then what do you do? She would be like, put my stuff in the garbage bag. I'm out of here. <laughs> like, so, so then what do you do? But getting back to my missing the mark, the only, outside of Mickey, the only veteran that got used the right way, I think, was 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 Michelle McCool. Right. And she was in there the longest. She was in there the longest. Maybe I mean, eliminated a person or two. Even Lita. Mm. And then the Bella Twins. I mean, the Bella Twins eliminated a couple people. They did Bella Twins stuff. Yeah, but then they eliminated each other, and that's what they do every time. Yeah. And I'm kind of over them. I wish they wouldn't have come back. Yeah. Uh, Some people were excited to see them come back. Well, she's not an adult. (laughs) But my missing the mark. I mean, you had Melina, who was in there for, what, 30 seconds? If that. Uh, you had Ivory, who, by the way, is 60 years old. Yeah. She, My goodness. She wasn't in there, but just for a second. Too. I mean, like a cup of coffee. Yeah. She got the she got the Luke of the Bushwhackers treatment, or Santino. I, yeah. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Right. But if you're going to have them come back, they could bring more to the Rumble. Uh, you could have some really cool matchups. You could you could have some uh, some you know some fantasy booking type scenarios. And I just think they deserve better. Mm-hmm. So my first missing mark is the way they handled the veterans in the Women's Royal Rumble. Yeah. So stay in, in the women's part of it, right? My my first missing the mark is going to be against the fans. Okay. Right? Due to the unpopular belief that Becky and Dewdrop's match was a horrible match. No, it was good. I thought it was a great match. Mm-hmm. Dewdrop... Ah, Piper Niven, mm-hmm. who they refused to use her, her true wrestling name. Which is a missing the market itself. Right. Is a really good wrestler f- for her size. Yes. Right? I think she made Becky look really good. Because we've both n- said many a times that we're, n- we're, we're not big fans of Becky's actual wrestling ability. Right. And Dewdrop. Really made her look good. I, I thought the match was good. I didn't see any major botches or anything like that, which it says a lot because here lately almost every match that Becky's had has had some sort of major botch in it. Oh, it's botchamania. It, it's, particularly when she tries to cheat. Yeah. I mean, somebody needs to give her lessons on how to cheat. So I, I just think that it got crapped on because of it being Dewdrop. Well, right? and you know, and if it also, was Liv Morgan or Bianca or one of them, it it would have been like the greatest thing since sliced bread. But you know, Dewdrop, I don't think she's given the the credit that she deserves. I mean, she's I way better of a wrestler than Nia Jax ever thought about being. Right. And and I think she probably has a pretty bright future if they. Use her the right way. Well, and I'm also going to take this moment to piggyback off you and and say the fans. All, they were more worried about, of course, the sign did catch on fire. Right. But 
during that match, you could see none of the fans are paying attention. Right. It's like you're missing a really good match. Yeah. And for Becky Lynch, that doesn't happen very often. Right. It's like an anomaly. Right. Right. So, uh, shame on the fans for that, too. Yeah. That is a solid missing the mark. My second missing the mark, again, and this is going to surprise some people, it's going to deal with the WWE again. Just when you think that they're getting to a point that they're not predictable, what do they do? They go and predict everything. Like, it's... We talked on our uh, Royal Rumble show when we when we had Adam with us that you thought that you you and Adam both thought Brock would be in the Rumble. I thought it would be Roman, but we were all in consensus that both titles were not going to be retained, and somebody the whoever lost her title was getting into the Rumble. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how it worked. That's exactly what happened. The swerve that they gave you. Is they put the Roman match on first. 100%. And the Brock match was right before the Rumble. Yep. So that's where the whole swerve come into it. It was like, oh, well, maybe they're not going to do that. That's the only thing. And and you talked, you talked about the Roman and Seth match. And this is not a missing the mark at all. They hit the mark 100% on this. But I believe... Because it made Roman a huge heel, which they wanted to do. Right. You think if Seth wins, and he could have won with a fireman's carry, or you know, rolling not fireman's carry, uh, you know, a roll up. If he would have done that and won that way, got a quick three count, Roman could have given him the exact same beatdown, got into the rumble the exact same way, and just destroyed everybody. He could have even come down and beat up Brock Lesnar again, just because right. he's so mad. Right. I know that you all both looked at me like I had seven eyes whenever I said that. I still think that was the story to tell, but Roman Reigns' reign is not ending ending at any time soon. Like, when they said that he's going to face The Rock at WrestleMania, he's going to be the Universal Champion when he faces The Rock at WrestleMania next year. In 2023. In Hollywood. Yeah, which means... He's going to have a reign over 800 days by the time we get to that point. Right. Maybe over 900 days. So, and The Rock is not beating him. No. He's going over The Rock. He won't drop the belt until I could see a scenario where somebody cashes in the money in the bank on him. If they wanted to. After he worked, you know, after, after he beat The Rock. But then you think, do you really want to take that moment from him? So we're looking sometime after WrestleMania next year that I legitimately think, barring him getting injured, right, uh, that he loses that belt. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with that at all. So, long story short, missing the mark was the predictability yeah. of the WWE currently. And I'll wrap, I'll wrap missing the mark up with this one. We got Kofi Kingston, unfortunately he was unable to pull off his theatrical move and he got himself eliminated. He did. He was supposed to catch himself on the wall, keep his feet off the floor, but he hit so hard that he just fell straight to the floor. Yeah. And it was so obvious that they couldn't hide it. Right. Right. We got Big E. But we didn't get the king of the ring, Xavier Woods. Woo! Woo! Yeah. And 
we got the missing the mark that we talked about the other day was we had the Street Profits, we had the Alpha Academy, and we had two-thirds of the New Day in there. And I know we always get tag team people in there. Mm-hmm. But how do we not get, if we're, if we're going to get two, the other two New Days, you got to put the King in there. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get him. We didn't get any NXT guys. Mm-hmm. We didn't get uh, Grayson uh, Waller. Waller. And I, I really thought that we would see him. We didn't get Finn Balor. We didn't get Cesaro. Mm-hmm. We had other legitimate individual wrestlers that could have been thrown over the top rope just as easy as Montez Ford and the Street Profits and the Alpha Academy. Mm-hmm. So my missing mark on that is quit using the tag teams in the Royal Rumble when you have legitimate talent that could have been there. Braun Breaker, man, would have been a great one to throw in there to introduce him to the world. Walter. Yeah. Well, and you know, by the way, I don't know if you know this or not, but Walter is back with Imperium as, I mean, he's got the name change, but he's with Imperium on NXT now. Right. And predictable. <laughs> but you, you and I also followed that up with, you know, we have the men's Royal Rumble. We have the women's Royal Rumble where both of the winners get to challenge for the title of their choosing mm-hmm. come WrestleMania. Why don't we do a tag team battle royal? Right. Take You could take the top 10 tag teams. If you have more than that, put I mean, put 15 in there. That's 30 guys. Yeah. Put 15 tag teams in there. And have don't do it Royal Rumble style. Or, I mean, I guess you could start do it on the, do you it could, on the pre-show. You could start with two tag teams, and then every 90 seconds another tag team comes in. Yeah. But have the winner be able to challenge for any of the tag team titles. Right. It would be super simple, yeah. and then you get your you I mean, get your you dirty dogs, and you get your Alpha Academy, and you get uh, the New Day, and the Street. You, you get all those guys in there. The Dirty Dogs were in the Rumble too. I forgot about that, yeah. but you know, how can you forget the Dirty Dogs? But I mean, you could do that on SmackDown. Even you could do it on the pre-show, right? But anyways, I don't know. So, anyways, we'll move on from the missing mark and and talk about while we're here. So, I'm going to be. Honest, as you should, as a Christian, right? We've been doing this podcast for seven months now. Six months, July, end of July, and we're into February. And um, we've worked really hard at this. We've, we have, and we've we've had our ups and downs. We've had some high moments. We've had some low moments and stuff. And um. We just thought maybe we would take this opportunity to talk to everyone and kind of spell it out as to why we do this. Or why. And because we've not really done that. Uh, we, we started off with the Hulk Hogan show. We talked maybe five minutes about, you know, how this started. And, you know, on our interviews and stuff, there are times where we, uh, you know, uh, you uh, tie back, well, hey, you know, your start sounds a lot like how we got started kind of thing, but I don't know that we've ever really, like you said, talked about why. Right. Why we did this. Right. You know, people obviously know that, you know, this was an idea four or five years in the making, mm-hmm. but I don't know that they necessarily know why. Right. And, and we just, 
we're constantly trying to figure out what we can do to grow the audience. And we would love to hear feedback. If you listen to the show on a regular basis, reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter or text us, whatever, if you, if you have that opportunity. And tell us, tell us what you love about the show, right? Because that's the one thing about it. When we're looking at the analytics of the shows, it just tells us how many people listen on a regular basis, how many total listens we've gotten, and how many new listeners that we've had in the previous seven days. But that's all we know. Right. We don't know why you like the show. We don't know if you don't like the show. We why don't, don't you know like if it? someone signs on for 30 seconds, listens to my intro going, well, this is stupid, and I'm not going to listen to this no more. Right. So we're doing this as a confidence builder tonight. <laughs> We want to we want to remind ourselves why we're doing this, so we can keep bringing you guys good quality product, and and do that. So, WrestleMania Sunday five years ago. Five years. It's funny that Caitlin is in the room with us. Do you do you remember what transpired that day? I don't. I do remember this. And that, by the way, that's our technical advisor, right? As. The um, WWE Network was fairly new at that point. It was. And they had this promo thing going at that time, which they still do it. If you sign up today, you get WrestleMania for free. So Caitlin comes up to me at church after church and says, are we going to get WrestleMania tonight? Well, you were within shouting distance. And you're like... My ears perked. Anytime I hear the word wrestling in public, I'm like, huh? Another wrestling fan? Yeah. So you come up and you go, you're a wrestling fan? I'm like, yeah, I'm you know, big wrestling fan. I, at that time, I really wasn't watching it a lot. But, right. but Caitlin and, and Cassie were watching it. So I kind of kept up with it. And I remember, I mean, we knew each other at that point. We, we, we were not... Daily talking right. friends at that point. Right. I think we'd been in a small group or two together. Just we, if we saw you know, each other out in public or at church, it was like, "Hey, how you doing?" Right. Yeah. But it wasn't what it is now. Right. And that afternoon, you texted me and said, "Man, it's really cool to know that you're a wrestling fan." Mm-hmm. And you said, "You want to know something funny?" I was like, "What?" And you're like, "I've always wanted to do a wrestling podcast." Yep. And I have. For a and, long time. And so it was it was something that we kind of talked about for a week or two. And I'll be honest with you, I feel like that I made that logo that we have that first week or two. Probably. Because I think it's been on my phone for quite a while. A long time. And we kind of looked into a little bit of it and we did some backlog work, but we just never took off with it. And, you know, we, we would talk about, you know, the whole, well, well why can't we do it? Why, why right. not us? You know? Right. And then we tossed around different ideas, and we always knew that we wanted our product to be different right. than what else is out there. Right. But, as but, often happens, life kept getting, like, right. life kept getting in the way. Life, life kept happening. Ha- happening. Uh, one, so One way or the other, one of us wouldn't. 
wouldn't follow through with right. it. Right. And it was so for the longest time it seemed like it was probably just going to be just a dream, just right. something fun that we talked about. Right. And and we would talk about it and it may talk we may talk about it for a week or two. And then we may go six, seven months without even bringing it up. Right. And then something would happen or and be like, you know what, that'd be a really good podcast topic. Right. And that was pretty much how it went for several years. Right. And then and then we went to WrestleCade in twenty nineteen. And I think that really sparked a different side of the love of the business. You know, it, we we've talked about this a million times on the show. Mm-hmm. How a lot of times we ruin it for ourselves. We do. I know for a fact, and Caitlin can confer to this, I ruin it at the house. Yeah. And I've gotten to the point anymore that I just don't say anything. Right. Because the minute Roman Reigns come out and started that the other night, I looked over at Cassie and I'm like, don't say it. <laughs> don't, don't ruin it. say it. And she goes, he's going to lose and come win the Rumble, isn't he? <laughs> Like, oh my God. See, that's how predictable it is. Even I mean, He didn't do that, but nobody would have been shocked, really. I, right. I really don't think so. But anyways, so then like one random day we were talking, and you go, have you ever thought, what if Hulk Hogan got turned heel after the Royal Rumble in 92? And... Before you go on, I have to preface this by saying, these are the thoughts that I go to bed at night with. <laughs> like, I'm like, hmm, wonder what would have happened if Hulk Hogan had turned heel in 1992. Right. And that's what sparked. And, and so, you know, we just talked about it that morning. And then all of a sudden, a text message comes and you go, I think that's it. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, I think if we ever did the podcast... That'd be what we do. What if? Fantasy booking. Because it can't be right or wrong. And I told you, I don't like to be wrong. So I don't want to put myself in a scenario where, I, where I'm wrong. And there are a lot of wrestling podcasts out there. A lot of really good wrestling podcasts. But I've listened to... I've listened to probably 30 wrestling podcasts... Five, ten minutes in. I'll tell you the first thing that turns me off. If in the first minute I hear four cuss words, including the F-bomb and the GD, yeah. I am not listening to your product. Right. Right. Now, I know some people cuss. I I don't want to be a part of that. Right. We record in a church. Back I studios. am not sitting here and, and, and taking the Lord's name in vain and dropping F-bombs to try to get my point across. Right. You don't have to do that. Well, and, and, and one of the things we, we developed early on was we're both, we're both uh, family men. I mean, obviously, you're a certified roofer and a bona fide dad. You can't teach that. So I wanted to put something out, and I think you, you, you're in agreement, that if my kids, who are all under the age of 12, walked into the room and it was on, I wouldn't have to turn it off. Right. I wouldn't have to mute it. Right. Um, I wouldn't want your kids to. I wouldn't want anybody's kids to. Mm-hmm. So if if we can't get a quality product out without 
throwing these fancy fancy words in these right. these you know big adult words right uh then I don't want to do it right because that's not and and it wouldn't matter if we were recording in the backroom studios here at church or if we were recording in our vehicles or at your house or my house or it wouldn't it wouldn't matter well we don't talk like that right it, I, it, it's not it's not like we're holding our right our, biting our tongue right we just don't talk like man that. I'd really like to say that word right yeah. now right <laughs> it's it's just it's just not what we do so you know we we found the basis we wanted it to be about what if scenarios mm-hmm. and there's what if scenarios until we're blue in the face we also knew that we wanted it to be a family oriented family friendly show so we knew those two things but we didn't know much else right and it that's i mean it just took research right i mean and we're on what our fourth different microphone. Right. I mean, we, 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 we've tried headphones. We've tried, <laughs> you know, all different types of things to try to get the quality right. 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 Because the first the first episodes that we listened to, they didn't sound good. Right. And we just had to keep working at it. Right. And that's what we continue to do every day is to work at it. And, and you know, we came out of WrestleCade this year with a couple of interviews that we hadn't planned on. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this, that we always thought, hey, maybe someday we could interview people. What we didn't realize is, is how easy it would be right. to get interviewed. A lot of times it's just asking. Right. And, and a lot of these guys, and if you've watched our YouTube interviews. Or even listened to the audio. It, 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 it kind of lets you know these guys appreciate us giving them a platform. To be able to talk about right. themselves. And that makes me feel good. Right. Right. Because like Tim told us, he hadn't done an interview like this in a couple of years. Right. Now, young professor does these types of things all the time. Right. Danny Saint did not indicate to us that he had been on on these types of interviews a lot. Sam was the same way. Sam was the same way. Sam was so excited to, to be on. But, you know, so... so Backtracking just a little bit, we come out of WrestleCade 2019. Uh, we knew that if we were to ever start a podcast, we knew what, what our our focus was going to be. We knew that we wanted it to be a family show. Mm-hmm. But that's all we really knew. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of died off again. We just stopped talking about it. Mm-hmm. And And we may talk, we may have brought it up a time or two over the next year. And it all started with you were going on vacation. Yep, this past summer. And you were talking about when you like when you're driving the technical advisor and her sister and her brother and their lovely mother talking about you like to pop in your earbuds and listen to podcasts, but you didn't know what you're going to listen to. Right. And I made a suggestion. I said, "Hey, don't know if you'd be into it or not." I've listened to the first little bit of Jeff Jarrett's podcast. It seems like it's going to be pretty good. You're like, hmm, I may have to give that a shot. You're gone a week, you come back, what do you What do you tell me? I'd listened to every single episode of it. I think he'd been, I think he had six episodes out, yeah. maybe five or six episodes. I listened to every single one of them by the time I got back. 
Right. And I was in love with it and couldn't wait to hear more. And then I'm like, like I'm telling you that this, we went on vacation in June. It was like towards the end of June. Okay. Within a month, we've recorded our first podcast. Mm -hmm. Because you come back and you said, I said, because I was telling you about the podcast and then you mentioned something along the lines of our podcast again. And I told you, I said, the time is now. You were very frank about it. And it, it wasn't it wasn't a hateful or mean thing. You yeah. were just like, hey, yeah. if we're not going to do it, then shut up. Right. I don't want to talk about it again. Right. And and that and that yeah. was basically what it was, is like let, let we're either gonna do this podcast or, or I don't want to ever talk about it ever again. Right. And then you go, Well, let's do this podcast. Well, let's do it. And so we spent the next couple of weeks doing some research. You wrote the first show, and uh, I figured out how to use uh, Audacity to edit the shows, and we've been going ever since. And I feel like that we've put some pretty daggone good shows out. Now, I will apologize for the month of December. We recorded all of those while we were at WrestleCade, and I was sick as a dog. And I know the quality of those shows was not great. No. And we should have not put those out. Agreed. That was a poor decision on our behalf. But let me tell you why we did that. We did that because we were working really hard from January to, to or from July to December. And we're gone a couple of nights a week doing this. And we wanted to be able to give our families the month of December right. and, and kind of take a little bit of a break. So we tried to get ahead with our shows. And that was always the plan at WrestleCade. It was, was always the plan. And I unfortunately got sick and lost my voice at WrestleCade. I was going to say, going to WrestleCade, you still had a voice. Right. It wasn't until about Saturday night yeah. that your voice really went to pot. Yeah. Yeah. And it was breaking up a little bit. Um, well, yeah, it was Saturday night because we were going to record Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And you, and then we ultimately didn't record Saturday night. And then we wound up recording Sunday, Sunday night and, and then, then Monday, Monday morning yep. before we left. And, you know, one of our fantastic listeners, you know, when we, I was just talking to him the other day and he goes, I think I probably would have re-recorded. The unfortunate part about it is, is I didn't regain my voice until almost Christmas. I was gonna say it was it was it was almost a month. Yeah, and so we would have had to took a month without shows, or I would have had to just like record and let you and Adam run shows, and I just sat here and record you guys right. and not talk. But um, we're, we won't do that again, right? We're we're gonna make a commitment that if one of us is sick, we now fortunately have Adam. That would be more than happy to set in with, in with either one of us, and uh, and, and and so we'll, we'll we'll do that. I want to, but I want to make sure that I let you guys know that we we're we're still rookies at this. I mean, we don't have a year into this yet, so right. we don't think about it until someone says something about it, right? And you know, but we say all that to. But say- you wouldn't have got Optimus Prime otherwise. Sorry, didn't aim to cut you off there. I'm sorry that you have to live with this guy. <laughs> I was. I'm sorry that the <laughs> middle of my story interrupted the beginning of yours. <laughs> no, all I'm saying is, is you wouldn't have got Optimus Prime. Hey, 
VKP paid a lot of money to bring Optimus Prime in. <laughs> right. Okay? A lot of money. So, we say all this to say that the reason we're doing this podcast is that at the core of it, we love professional wrestling. Yes. Like, at times, it might be an unhealthy love. <laughs> I absolutely love professional wrestling. Yeah. With every fiber of my being, I love professional wrestling. And I think it's extremely fun to think about the what-if moments. The moments that we don't that right. we don't ever get to see now. We don't know what would have happened if Hulk Hogan had a turned heel in 1992. Right. But it sure was fun to talk about. Right. And it sure is fun to dream and to be like, man, what if? Yeah, and, like, we don't know what would have happened had Sting come to the WWE in 2002. Nope. But it was a fun show to talk about it. And we talk about this all the time. We try to build on emotion. Mm-hmm. And I'm... We watch professional wrestling with emotion. Mm-hmm. We miss the days of that, and we're gonna we're gonna wrap the show up here in a few minutes, talking about some of the moments that built our love right. for professional wrestling, right? And it was emotion mm-hmm. that did that, mm-hmm. right? And so we talk about that all the time. And we just want you guys to, to to feel that too. And, you know, whether or not it's a, whatever the topic is, we, we try to come up with some great stuff for everybody to enjoy. The Mount Rushmore shows that we do on Wednesdays are, are quirky, but man, they're fun. They are right? fun. They are fun. And they, they tend to draw... As much comments as anything, mm-hmm. particularly when we're talking about food and drinks and, and stuff like that, our top 50 drew all kinds of comments. I can't believe you had so-and-so here and so-and-so there and you didn't have rock in the top five and, you know, right. I mean, all that kind of stuff. But that's the cool part about it. So, I mean, we say all that to say this. We do appreciate everybody that listens to the show. We appreciate everybody that watches our YouTube channel. And we're hoping that that's going to be able to grow a little bit. We have a lot of great interviews lined up over the next little bit. And I think that that's eventually going to get to the point that people are going to enjoy that too. It seems like the people that are watching it seem to like it. So we're here. We're going to keep striving to make this product better and keep working towards bringing you good content that that's that's the number one drive there and uh you know i just want to say thank you for everybody that does listen to us 100 percent. i mean and this was kind of our six month episode yeah uh we started july 24th this is now february 2nd so kind of our kind of our six month mark and after talking we had a we had a different topic planned for tonight that we'll say for next week but we thought that it might be a good time to tell everybody the why, like why we're doing this. Right. And 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 as I said, at, at our core, and you, and you talked earlier about how we watch wrestling differently. Well, that didn't start until you started talking to me about wrestling five years ago. Oh, th- thank you, because that was the point I was going to make, and I dropped that. I the, like it left my brain, yeah. brain COVID fog. Right. Um, that was the thing. Is 
talking to you. Yeah. Once we started talking, you have changed the way that I watch because, I mean, prior to I was a mark, right? right? I like I knew that it was scripted, but I didn't actually read into it right. the way that you read into it. And now you've got me reading into it <laughs> to the point that I don't recommend watching it the way we watch it. I really don't. If you enjoy watching professional wrestling the way it is now, please don't ask us why we look at things a different way because we do. I mean, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to, I'm not saying this to brag, but I'll bet you, that if they gave us the pen and pencil, okay, we could write one heck of a wrestling show. Oh, I, I mean, look I, at the I two actually, pay-per-views that we've put on. I actually told you the other day that booking a professional wrestling show is probably a lot harder than I ever imagined. But I think I could put out a pretty dang good quality show, mm-hmm. no matter the roster you give me, mm-hmm. yeah. because you're going to do what you can do to build emotion. Right. Yeah, I agree. 100%. 100%. So, Sean, why don't you tell us some of your moments that made you a wrestling fan? And we can just kind of spitball back and forth. Well, it's no secret. I've shared it on the show here. He's an ultimate warrior, Mark. Is that what you're going (laughs) to say? That's not where I was going. That I started watching... Professional wrestling, USWA, on Saturday mornings with my mom. Mm-hmm. Jerry Lawler, Bill Dundee, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, oh, I can't even think of his name. The, what, covered with hair uh, and had the big beard. Shoot, he was on uh, Dutch Mantel. Shoot, I just popped in my head there. Dutch Mantel. I mean... <laughs> Tojo Yamamoto. Yamamoto and when I was a kid I called him Tojo Natamoto yeah um, but like I remember him and, and Bill Russell or was it Bill Russell no was Bill it? Russell played basketball no what was what was his name um, they called the match uh, it was something Russell Lance Lance Russell mm-hmm. uh, Bill Russell <laughs> Lance Lance Russell, you know, calling those matches, and he'd get so mad at them wrestlers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I just was addicted to it. And, of course, WWE was on TV at that point. And, yeah, the Ultimate Warrior was definitely one that mesmerized me. Well, I'll piggyback off you, USWA. And my earliest memory is also USWA. And my dad used to take me to the Louisville Gardens every Tuesday night. It probably wasn't every Tuesday night, but it was pretty dang close. And I got to watch all those guys you just mentioned, uh, in, including the Moondogs and Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert and Handsome Jimmy Valiant and PG-13. Yeah. And all these guys. And I got to go and meet them. And I got to have pictures taken with them. And one night there was a uh, no-holds-bar, false-count-anywhere fiasco going on. And my cousin stuck her elbow in a pool of blood. I believe it might have been Nightmare Danny Davis's blood <laughs> on a table. 
so I've been hooked from the get-go. Right. So my earliest memory is that. I love it. Like, it's a time that I wish I could go back to because we don't get wrestling like that now. Right. But your figure that mesmerized you was the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. I don't think it's any any surprise that mine's Hulk Hogan. Right. Hulk Hogan, what like you know when you go to the mall and you get your pit, you get your face cropped into you, you they used to crop your face into those celebrities. Mm-hmm. I can remember getting mine cropped into Hulk Hogan, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I had I had the uh, Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy. Can't tell you how many times me and Hulk Hogan fought in my bedroom. <laughs> all right, Hulk Hogan was iconic. We put him number one on our. Uh, top 50 list for a reason. He is right. professional wrestling. Yeah. No matter what anybody wants to say, right. Hulk Hogan is professional wrestling. And some of my earliest memories that drew emotion was involved the warrior. Mm-hmm. He lost the title to that dastardly Sergeant Slaughter mm-hmm. who not, a, he didn't just win the title. He won the title for Iraq. So then you have the promo where you were given the impression that Slaughter burns the American flag. Mm-hmm. And the real American, Hulk Hogan, has to come and save the day because that's not happening to his America. Right. So, I mean, emotion there draws tough. I mean, it gives me gooseys. You just talk, and we've talked about this several times. Of course, it was right in the middle of the uh, of right Desert Storm. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you, get, you get emotion from that. Uh, of course, you talk about Re- WrestleMania three, body slamming Andre. Yeah. Uh, but I don't get that kind of emotion again until 1996. Yeah. And you know what happens in 1996? When he turns heel. And I can go back and watch that today. And I've told you this before. <laughs> you still get mad. It rips my heart out today. Yeah. You know what's coming. I know what's coming. You know he's coming. coming down that aisle, shaking his fingers. And you know, you know what he's getting ready to do. You, uh, and you know he's getting ready to leg drop macho. You know he is. Yeah. But every time, kind of like that Christian Leitner shot in 92 against oh, Kentucky, God. you just hope that this time he's going to miss. <laughs> so I hope this. have seen that replay a million times. I, every time. I hope this time Hogan's not. He's going to big boot Kevin Nash. Yeah. He's not going to drop the leg drop on macho. But no, he rips my heart out every single time. Yeah. But some of my earliest memories, my most emotional memories, involve involve Hulk Hogan. Well, I mean to 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 pinpoint that, my most iconic moment as a fan was when Hogan and Warrior fought WrestleMania six, and they're standing face to face. And I know. Back then, I thought that was the greatest match I had ever seen. Right. Because my ultimate warrior finally climbed the mountain, won the title, and I was completely stunned, right? Because, I mean, I wasn't not a fan of Hulk Hogan. I mean, everybody was a fan of Hulk Hogan. Right. But, I like, nobody, like, I didn't think anybody could beat Hulk Hogan. And even though I wanted the Warrior to win, I really didn't think he was going to win. Right. And, I mean, I remember literally being flabbergasted and speechless the fact that he won. I was so excited. Right. I was like the Bengals fans this past weekend when they won the AFC Championship game. Right. I, and But you're right. We don't get that emotion now. No. Right. And 
two moments that I can think of most recently that we got that kind of emotion. One, Edge coming back at the Rumble, mm-hmm. which we talked about on the on the Rumble show, and CM Punk coming back. Right. There was a ton of emotion that night that that we didn't understand. Right. Like like we honestly did not realize the connection that CM Punk had to to so many fans. Right. And that blows my mind. Right. That absolutely blows my mind. Uh, some other moments for me that really stick out. Um, you think about, and we've talked about this on the show, the delivery of the Austin 316 promo. Yep. You go. You know when that happened, something special had just happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, the iconic Bret Hart-Austin match that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got the crimson mask, as Jr. says. You knew when that happened. That's something special, right? Like you can tell. Mick Foley getting thrown off the, the Hell in a Cell match. Mick Foley being thrown off the Hell in a Cell match and through it, <laughs> right? right? All in the same match. And people begging him, yeah, to stop. Don't go back up, right? A- including Taker. You don't have to do this, right? You 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 don't have to do this, right? Taker didn't want him to jump off of the cage to begin with. Right. I remember I've seen interviews where Taker's like, all I was doing was looking over the edge to see if he was moving. Right. I mean, JR, when he says, as God is my witness, he's broken in half. Yeah. Is pretty true. Yeah. It, like. That man has a family. That man has a family. The only thing that is more disturbing to watch, I think. Is the I Quit match between The Rock and uh, Mankind. No doubt. Where he's got his hands handcuffed behind his back and he takes all those unprotected chair shots to the head. Yeah. Like. At his call. That's something he wants. Right. That, like, I still can't really watch that. Right. It bothers me. No, I agree. Um, But, I mean, you think about emotion. What about the Undertaker streak being being beat? I know, I was thinking about that. I mean. Wow. And you talk about something out of left field that nobody saw coming. Right. You look at it now, the right guy did that. Right. Brock Lesnar, 100% is the right guy. And 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 at that particular time, had it been Roman Reigns, holy moly. Right. They, they would have burned it down. Right. What about Eddie Guerrero winning the title for the first time? Man. A guy that had worked so hard and was so good finally climbed the mountaintop. I mean, you, that's a feel-good moment. Right. Um, you know, I, I, when I think about emotion, I think about the Shawn Michaels-Rick Flair retirement match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Rick Flair stands up, and he's telling Shawn, because he knows, he knows what the call is. He, he knows what the end of the match is. Yeah. And he knows that he's getting ready to get hit with Sweet Chin music. And he's telling him, come on, let's, let's do it. And, you, I mean, Shawn doesn't want to. Right. You can see it in his face he doesn't want to. Yeah. And he looks at him and he goes, I love you. And, he, and yeah, he says, I'm sorry, and I love you. Yeah. And super kicks him. Yeah. And pins him. And, and immediately hugs him. Immediately rolls over, hugs him, and, 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 and people have asked him, what did you say? And he said, that's between me and Rick. Right. Well, retirement match, not knowing it was a retirement match for the fans, when The Rock beat Stone Cold. And the Rock threw Earl Hebner to the side, right? You know, as they shared that moment. Yep. And Stone Cold has said there was only one person said, I was going to let do that. Only one person, and that was the Rock. And the Rock 
just won maybe the biggest match of his career. Yeah. Thanks, Austin. Yeah. Slides out of the ring. It's Austin's moment. Right. I won. That's Austin's moment. Right. Nobody knew that was Austin's Nobody last match. Nobody knew it was us. Yeah. Austin did. Right. Rock did. And they knew they knew how they knew how special that was. Shawn Michaels coming back. I mean, it, I've told you many times it's my favorite match. Him and and Triple H doing the unsanctioned match and the emotion that match brought back cuz like he come back who and never thought he'd wrestle again and right. and like his mother was scared to death. She told Triple H, "It's it's it's on the network. You can go watch it. It's their uh, feud or whatever." Yeah. And uh, she said, take care of my boy. Yeah. And he tells her, I promise you, I'm going to take care of him. Shawn Michaels doesn't have that match with anybody else. Right. He knew it had to be Triple H. Right. And he knew he would, he knew he would take care of him. And Triple H knew that it had to be him. And the coolest part about that is, is, you know, right before that, I mean... We've talked about it too. Sean finds the Lord, mm-hmm. and like is healed immediately. Is literally healed immediately because he's talked about him accepting the Lord, getting baptized. The next morning, he woke up without any back pain. Mm-hmm. Not even kidding. I've got gooseys on top of my gooseys. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, and he goes, well, maybe I can do it one time, and then he comes back and he has that match, and he's he's not in pain, and non medicated. Yeah. And when he kipped up, and he on his back, and he and he you know he flips up. Yeah, it was that moment he was like, "Hmm, I can do this." And then he comes back and has a whole second career. I mean, wins the world title. Yeah, uh, in the first elimination chamber match. Yeah, but you know, I think and of he he re- he had a retirement match against the Taker, right? Yeah, against Taker. They had uh, they had two back to back WrestleMania matches that were. All time matches, and then him, and then Taker and Triple H had back to back matches. Yeah, but um, I think of Stone Cold Steve Austin. The first time he delivered that stunner to Vince McMahon. Yeah, I mean Stone Cold. He connected with the beer guzzling, swearing middle class. I hate my boss. Right, <laughs> and there were a lot of people that were living vicariously through him. Yeah. You know, how many times have you seen the meme go around Facebook that says, you know, little Johnny tells his teacher, I can hear pictures. And she says, you can't hear pictures. And it shows a picture of Austin coming out on Monday Night Raw in the mid-90s. I 100% can hear that picture. Yeah. I can tell you exactly what it sounds like. Right. That's emotion. Right. These are some of the things that make made us wrestling fans. Yeah. Continue to make us wrestling fans. And why we're so passionate about this topic. Yeah. Ric Flair... Being ringside when Charlotte wins her first title. Yeah. And he's bawling like a baby. Yep. I mean, you think about the uh, CM Punk Pint Bob promo. Yeah. Uh, you know, you think about Triple H coming back from a career-ending injury that nobody thought he was coming back from. Man, and we haven't even said this. And this is one of the bigger emotional moments what about the whole ten month run of Daniel Bryan, the Yes Movement? Yeah, that 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 is culminated at WrestleMania thirty, I think. That that Michael Cole says still is his greatest call in his professional career. Right. Yeah. I mean, who hasn't felt like the underdog and just had obstacle after obstacle after obstacle thrown in their way? Right. It, it wasn't a. Uh, it wasn't a. 
professional match, but uh, you remember Connor the Crusher? They got Connor's Cure. Yes. Uh, he had a match. My air quotes with Triple H. He he got he got you know make a wish or whatever. He was in the ring and meeting all the stars. And Triple H came in and said, you know, it's time we have a match. And he's like, I can't hit you. And Triple H is like, hey, you know. So anyway, he he ends up he ends up hitting him. Well, Triple H sells it like you would have thought. The Undertaker just rocked his world, man. Yeah. And he gets he gets the three count. Mike, and it's I believe it was Mike Kyoto slides in the ring one two three. You know, and just the things that that kid got. The, but the emotion. I can't watch that those vignettes without crying. Right. I mean, just fantastic. There's so much emotion. Professional wrestling, as kooky and quirky and predictable as it can be, I love it. Yeah. And I love it because of the emotion that it has drawn from me, from you, from our listeners, the emotion that it continues to draw. We, we've we had multiple people tell us, I've got back into watching wrestling because of you, mm-hmm. because of your love for it, because of how much, how, how much it means to you, the way you talk about it. I mean, I watched a segment the other day talk about emotion. You want to hate somebody. What about when Bubba Ray Dudley powerbombed Mae Young through a table? <laughs> oh, wow, yes. Yeah. I mean, you hated that guy. She's yeah. a ninety-seven-year-old grandmother. Right. What are you doing? Yeah, and and the the crazy thing about it is, is, you go back and listen to it, and she told him, she goes, "Don't you not do this the right, right way? Don't you have talent?" You she know, said, "You powerbomb me like you would one of the boys." Put me through that table, <laughs> and he said, "Cause cause he was worried about it." Yeah, he was like, "I, yeah, I don't want to." He she's and I, I I think if I remember, she grabbed him. And said, "You powerbomb me like you do one of the boys, or yeah. you're not doing it at all." Right. And he, yeah. Yeah, yes, <laughs> and ma'am. He, and he did. <laughs> yes, ma'am. He, he 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 still says she's one of the toughest men in the business. <laughs> yeah. So for sure. But I mean, just emotion, and that that's is, what it's all about. It is. And that at its at at the core of this podcast, that's what we hope that we can get across. Right is we hope that you get the same emotion out of this as we do. And we're able to deliver that emotion to you. Yes. That's our number one goal, right? I mean, like you said, at the end of the day, we love professional wrestling. We love talking about it. We love watching it. And if we're going to talk about it, we just want to record it. Right. And let people hear some of the... Crazy conversations that we so have. So maybe somebody stumbles across it and we have, you know, hundreds of episodes out and they're like, oh, let's see what this guy has to do. Yeah. And there's so many other podcasts that do the This Week in Wrestling. Right. Or let's talk about the Royal Rumble. You know, we could have we talked about a whole, we could have spent the whole hour talking about the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. if we wanted to. But there's a hundred different podcasts that do that. Right. I haven't stumbled across another wrestling podcast that even remotely does what we do. Not on a consistent basis, anyway. Right. They may throw in the occasional episode, but not one that does this consistently. Right. And you can see the Mount Rushmore stuff. I mean, Mount Rushmore is a pretty common topic. Right. Right. But I think it's cool that we just do the Mount Rushmore's of just anything. Right. You know, and we did so many, we've done a bunch of wrestling ones and, you know, we've been recently doing just kind of random topics and stuff like that. But all in all, we do this for us and for you. 
And as long as it doesn't feel like a chore and doesn't interrupt our family life, I don't see that we're going to stop. I agree. Because I enjoy doing it. I do too. Uh, it's something that I have fun with, and I hope that my enjoyment and my and our fun is something that you're able. As soon as you listen, you're like these these guys are having fun uh, because the moment it stops being fun, I don't want to do it anymore. Right? Because there's no sense in doing something that's not fun. No, I agree. Thanks again for the people that listen to us. We appreciate the support. And the, and the continued support. And I, I don't know that we'd want to do this if we didn't have people actually listening. <laughs> I mean, that helps. Right. And, you know, and, and, and we're going to make a pledge to you guys. We're going to do our, we're going to continue doing our best to push our product more. I think that is another fault of ours that we haven't really pushed our product. We're going to, uh, you know, be looking for, interactive polls and comment your favorite this or what do you think about like we're going to try to draw some emotion on our uh, social media pages not not always just pushing our podcast right we're really going to continue just to just up in our presence what we ask for you guys is the same thing we ask all the time just help us out any way you can and the biggest way to do that is just share our stuff yep Uh, when our new episodes drop share it uh, invite people, uh, you know, you invite them to listen and then it's mine and Sean's job to, uh, hook them. If we don't hook them, that that's on us. Right. Uh, it, you know, and if there's a favorite episode that you, that you have, tell them to listen to that episode first, you know, uh, but try to get them to listen. Right. I mean, we have people that listen that aren't really wrestling fans. They just enjoy the banter that we have back and forth. Right. So. That's true. And I mean, <laughs> of all things to listen to, <laughs> it's just us talking back and forth to each other. Right. It's, it's, that's what's funny. But I think our friendship is what makes this special and it makes it easier. Right. Because I mean, we're just having conversations that we have all the time. All the time. We're just recording them now. So, anyways, a great show. Um, thank you guys for listening and. We'll talk to you next week. Stay safe, friends. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money, That wraps up today's episode. We want to say thanks to all of our listeners. Without you, none of this is possible. If you haven't had a chance yet, please go out and leave us a five-star review on your favorite platform. Make sure to check us out on Facebook at From Corner to Corner, on Twitter at Corner to Corner PC, and on TikTok at From Corner to Corner. You can always reach us on Facebook or on email, Corner to Corner PC at gmail.com. We love you all, and we'll see you next time.